one and all, and welcome back to the Chemical Princess Podcast. This is your girl, Kit Sunny here. It's, I'm going on 12, and let's get into tonight's podcast. So, um, yeah, rain's back on, and it looks like there's been a storm here, and I think that it's um, happening across the world just now, because... There is so many pictures online and everyone's posting pictures of snow and blizzards and we're all aware of the issues of global warming and the weather becoming colder and colder and colder. Though it's not really cold at this time of year, it's actually um, a lot warmer than it should be because of um, atmospheric pressure and how so on. I'm... Yeah, so it's been raining and there's not much time in nature and I'm a huge nature lover so I've been um, painting over time <laughs> and I'm watching tons of Netflix while painting. I like to watch um, interesting things while painting. And speaking of interesting things, that brings us on to tonight's podcast, or today, or morning, or afternoon, wherever you're listening to this, the world is available on many platforms. <clears throat> and that is the subject of the afterlife, and um, so I was watching this um, documentary, it's just new on Netflix, about the afterlife, and... The first episode was going about near-death experiences and um, I, it's something I can relate to um, from childhood. I had a couple of near-death experiences, including one where I was drowning. And um, <clears throat> I died out into the water, into the sea, and I couldn't swim. And my parents were <clears throat> way, 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 way up the beach somewhere and there was no one there and I hit the bottom of the water and um, <clears throat> the last thing I remember was um, rem- being terrified obviously and the water's going out my nose and I'm just a kid and <clears throat> you know like I'm scared and then I, I saw these two um, angelic beings under the water and they, they said it's okay don't worry and they started holding my hands and he said it was going to be okay that I could breathe <clears throat> and in that moment I felt like I was breathing and um, <clears throat> obviously I was pulled out of the water by um, someone but um, <clears throat> that experience stuck with me and um, I've had many experiences in life like that there was um, another uh, experience that I had as well and um, the same thing <clears throat> there is not darkness there is there is this uh, light and um, there is a uh, familiarity uh, um, it's the approach death and so and um, <clears throat> there had been many uh, family members lost and then my journey with ayahuasca and dimethyltryptamine the hypothesis is that dimethyltryptamine is released um, at death um, and this was um, this spirit molecule book by oh gosh I can't remember the gentleman's name just now 
but um, he was so he was a researcher and he was a researcher for the book The Spirit Molecule. Um, it's okay. The book's okay. It doesn't really. I was wanting the book to go more into uh, um, the stories and to tell you the experiences there. There are a few experiences in that. There is a lot of the book about how um, they were trying to get funding and such. And uh, there was a time where I was um, lucky enough to um, be in touch with the DMT. And I was really young, you know, and no one knew what this was. I knew it was because I've... Um, Studying, well, been interested in chemistry. I'm not, I'm not a chemist. <laughs> I'm not a chemist, but I'm. I understand basics, and I'm. I knew that I'm, grass, and I'm also stylus, and there was more plants had this so uh, chemical than not, and uh, so if you don't know what DMT is, DMT is um, <coughs> dimethyltryptamine, and it was um theorized that um, by I can't remember the gentleman's name, but I will, I will remember. And I was uh, theorised that this was the near-death experience, and it was called The Spirit Molecule. And there is an interesting film. The film is much better than the book, and um, which never is the case, because I love uh, books. And, uh, <coughs> yeah, so I'm not sure if you can hear the rain outside. It's actually really beautiful. So I'm... Um, in the film there's uh, many people sharing their experiences and they're injected with uh, the salt of it um, <coughs> I'm <coughs> so TMT was um, an iOS guy and it was um, discovered by many people that was um, the, part, the part of the plant the monitoring oxidase inhibitor um um, Benisteriopsis capi and um, Chancrina or Chancrina, the plant um, or Psychotria verdes is mixed together, the masculine and feminine mixed together and you have ayahuasca or Psychotria verdes or Chalaponga or other plants, you know, you have Mimosa Hostelis, you can mix that with Serena and stuff, I'm not telling everyone to mix it by the way, this is um, how they uh, they, they Perfume shines, we're mixing it. And uh, Terence McKenna went over and uh, discovered this, and um, <coughs> they, I think they called it telepathy at first, but it was already, it already discovered in something like the 50s. I mean, I understand it was so much more about this, but it's been such a long time. Um, and then uh, it was harming, which is the ingredient in like saying where you can. Um, Extracted from Serene Rue. So, the reason the MOI is important, that it's, um, or Benicerops capi is important in the ayahuasca, is it's a monoamine oxidase inhibitor. Now, what do we mean by mono? What do we mean by monoamine oxidase inhibitor? Our gut has, um, a protection in place for us and, um, fights against things like. Coffee, chocolate, cheese—you know—substances um, from dying from certain things, and um, like veg that's gone off meats and so. So we've evolved. So you can 
the province um, and it said the plants taught them not that you know like when they were asked well how to did you know this and they said the plants taught them and I, I hear that you know I've, I've been taught more from plants than anything else and um yeah so the I'm manually moxies in the habitat anyway I'm Sort of lays away for its methyltryptamine. If you if you drink to methyltryptamine, if you drink ayahuasca without the benzodiazepines, capi, or you um try and consume anything with um, you know if you can you can get some tons of um DMT with uh, no effect because it's destroyed our gut to protect us. So they discovered a way to bypass it, and it's the plants they say taught them. And they call it Mother Ayahuasca, and um, the the vein of the soul or the vein of the dead and vein of the souls, <coughs> and um, people are having near death experiences with this, and um, anyway, it caught it off like wildfire, and um, but back then, when I was younger, no one knew what this was, and um, I'd had these experiences, and I was trying to tell people that there was this thing and it was Terence McKenna and no one really knew who this was and no one knew who Alwitz was but I was like um, I still am um, a spiritual geek and um, I'm just getting my huge mug of tea for tonight, huge mug because you need a huge cup of tea when it's cold um, yeah so no one really knew um, anything um, and I would tell everyone about these experiences and um how sacred these plants were, and I'm um, not in how to call it. And then it started to become super popular, and it uh, spread all across the world. And it's an attempt to free us all from ourselves. The Earth does this. It releases things like um, Albert Hoffman with serendipity discovery of LSD, and uh, Hoffman even and his friends uh, spoke about how um, Hoffman's first trip wasn't actually a trip that it was. Um, the plant, you know, speaking, and it was like I call it a washback, where the experience the that's coming for you, you feel the sort of um, ground shake and the the force of it coming. So I I was very interested in this, and I uh, did it. And eventually, when it was coming on, I felt like I was dying, and it was the same experience as this. So it's um the they, these people are and Amazonish people are tribes and amongst other people in Yusa around the world in Yusa in Brazil South Mimosa Hostilis and Sarah Moon and um, there's even I think the Masons uh, have it as a burial thing with Acacia Confusad um, inside coffee and Sarah Moon top now that might just be like they say as um, a symbol of immortality but those two ingredients are ayahuasca, folks, so, you know, I don't know if Mason's back in the day weren't using ayahuasca, but those, that is ayahuasca, so I'd like to know more about that, but I, I don't know really enough about it, but uh, yeah, those ingredients are ayahuasca, of course, Acacia confusa is a tree that contains DMT, serum root, uh, or pergamum harmala is um, no, the monomaniac says laboratory, or the the father, such as Banisteropsis capi, um, outside a retreat once where I got this uh, thing, 
my name is Lucky and I have to have that sign. It was um someone had told me about it and I at first I didn't believe them because it says <coughs> that it was a Benestery upstairs cappy and it had DMT in it. So there was both of these things in a plant. I'm still to this day, I don't know if it was true or not, but when we brought it up, it worked and um, there was this uh, visionary thing and it was so intense because um, we did put um, Chalaponga in, in it and uh, stuff as well. You know, this was years ago before <coughs> Britain's blanket ban on stuff and I'm not really sure if the legal status of ayahuasca, I've not worked with ayahuasca or DMT in a while and um, here's per- perhaps two, three, four years was the last experience maybe with um, ayahuasca and um, that was just a single experience. So I've not had a chance again <clears throat> and um, I don't know if I'd be brave enough again to work with ayahuasca and stuff because I did so many ceremonies and so many journeys and I just kept going back to the place and back to the place and back to the place. It just felt so familiar and it was, it was incredibly healing and freeing to know that um, these people that um, we lose are experiencing something so sacred and so beautiful and they weren't met with this darkness that um, terrifies me that the end, you know, before this I was certain of something and now it's going to tell me that I was part of the everything, so I would never be nothing at the end of my life. So this program is um, about the afterlife. So I tell you not all of these things um, because this was my experience with the afterlife and uh, reincarnation. Reincarnation, I experienced um, members of the group, and members of the group had experienced me, and now it's... Um, people in my life that I, I remember it's been in a previous life with and it was beautiful these experiences are sacred so it took me a long time to try and figure out what this was so I'll put that in, on pause just now so in the film they're, they're speaking about like people speaking to dead relatives of people and they're um, channeling dead spirits for grieving people I felt really troubled by that. You know, I respect everyone's belief. I respect people who believe this. And um, I respect these people. I don't respect anyone that is charging. I, I love you, but I don't respect the fact that you're charging people to speak to the dead when we both know that, that I believe and I, it's not going to be possible to speak to the dead. Now, here's why. Because <clears throat> and it's so and so in its head, an entire life of experience with ayahuasca, psilocybin, mushroom, psilocybin mushroom, and you know, every single teacher plant. I've experienced every single teacher plant, and uh, I've worked extremely hard and I uh, spiritually disciplined myself. And I had all these questions like, um, why is afterlife and stuff, such as, <clears throat> why are these memories we have? Why is deja vu? Um, how can people predict the future? How can I and others and we all recall moments before they happen and we have a memory of things, you know, and what about past lives or what about knowing that, you know, knowing future events? How is all of that explained? <clears throat> and um, 
the familiarity with people and that you I've just met, for example, and uh, other people feel like strangers. <clears throat> but it also clicked with ayahuasca because we are at Tatmanasi, you are at the very thing itself. <clears throat> you are infinity. So you have experienced this life, like I'm um, such as me, me, myself as well. We've experienced this life forever. You know, Brahma, the all, whatever you want to call it, the universe, has experienced all these things forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. So the Atman, the inner self, the Brahma, knows all of these things. And at times when we connect with our true, true uh, nature and our true self and our environment and we connect, connect with our um, creator, I mean, people say that there is no God, but I respect it, but... It's like basically saying the universe is not conscious and there is a conscious thing discussing consciousness so therefore it is proof of the universe being conscious and the fact that there is a divine plan because we plan everything. There is movements to the planets, there is sacred geometry can't be denied and the movement of planets can't be denied and memories can't be denied and these experiences as well, um, their death experiences where people were outside of their body, they always say the same thing, that they were sort of over beside the doctor's shoulder or, you know, hovering. And I believe that it's because the consciousness that was in the body gets split between the remaining bodies, you know, or um, it's Brahma again, you know, and you're, you're going towards the source again, your conscious, the consciousness is returning to Brahma, and instead of matter, because there is consciousness encased in matter, vibrating and masquerading as matter, you know? So, um, yeah, it's all about upset to see, like, people are being charged all and uh, to speak to dead relatives when we could be teaching people that um, there's that this isn't necessary. You know, you can speak to your relatives through ayahuasca uh, because... No, what do I mean by that? If we can speak to our relatives through ayahuasca, we can't speak to them through mediums. But ayahuasca is uh, is taken into the body and taken into the mind. (coughs) And the body actually goes out of the way to um, use the mind uh, to use this entity. Now that's the earth, and the earth is our mother. The The mother is connected to the universe older than us, and and it's infinite. So um, with ayahuasca, one is able to connect to their genetic material, their um, DNA, and um, there is information spelled out of our DNA all the time. You know, like the visionary experiences with strange alien languages that we've seen. You know, it took me a while to rationalize that, and where did that come from? And I believe that it comes from. Um, warning patterns that were passed from ancestor to ancestor when we came in contact with psychoactive plants or dangerous plants and survived and we would have passed this down and our genetics sounds like the so-called junk DNA or the switched off position DNA has this and I, I mean I've experienced salvia or Hawaiian baby ridges and there's been warning patterns flashed up where it's shown me this and these patterns feel so ancient and there's a familiarity because one's experiencing information stored in word, uh, DNA and parts of our mind where it just switches on and it says this is danger and here is the patterns of it and the 
And also the thing is binding with our neurochemistry in our brain. It's been read by the minds, effectively like a computer, like a nailing US or a plant USB drive being plugged into a computer. So um does con- is consciousness destroyed and death? No. Consciousness survives after death, here's why. If we take a for example a laptop and there is five inputs and we, we use this, uh, the laptop as a metaphor for the human being. Now, that can be stored. It can store information about life. It can store um, pictures of loved ones and stuff just as size. It can store things. It has a limit and it has a shelf life. So when it is dead or destroyed or um, if we broke the laptop or, you know, if we destroy the laptop... <coughs> Does information die with the laptop? Or is the information able to be pulled off the laptop and put in another thumb drive? And that is life. That is what life is like. And what do we mean when we say God? We're speaking about God. God is life. God literally is life. And uh, the devil or the darkness is death. Infinite death and infinite life. Both are um, faces of the eternal just as the sun is a child of the eternal and um, the earth is a child of the eternal this isn't just um, spiritual nonsense you know these are this is scientific fact that um, nothing can survive without the other you know like the entire universe is, doesn't come in bits and pieces it's one thing it's one moving thing with um, infinite parts just like the human body has um, trillions and trillions, I think it's like 300 trillion or 60 trillion I have no idea, I've completely forgotten the number and went blank but trillions and trillions of cells all coming together for an experience and it is the universe, now all these trillions and trillions of planets and every single thing else could be called Brahma or it could be called the universe but it's the same thing so do I believe in an afterlife for the body? No. The body goes into the earth and is consumed by the earth and um, turns into other things. It could be... Food. Uh, well, if we're speaking about body, it's, it's going straight into earth and it's going to be turned into food. <coughs> but what, probably the consciousness. Well, the consciousness is more like um, the information on the laptop. And it's still there. You know, the eternal is still there. Eternity is still there. Earth, the earth is still there. There has only been a transference of energy. When the human being dies, energy is transferred. Science teaches us energy cannot die. It can only be transferred into another form. So that's that's what's happening there. Is there an afterlife? Yeah, for consciousness, absolutely. But it's all Brahma. It's a universal consciousness, which is infinite. And it just goes on forever, you know? Or if you're just thinking about it in terms of the Earth and the planet itself, then it's an uh, energy process, you know? Now we look at even technology and we think that that's just our things, you know, but look how fast technology has evolved. And um, people may say, yeah, but it's only evolved because of us, but it is a life form. Technology is its own life form. We've only evolved and we've only, we only live because of every single thing else around us. Without our environment, we wouldn't be here. And without all those animals that we eat and plants and Every single thing else that we use and all these minerals and salt. We can't even survive without salt or water. So <laughs> all those things that we use um, 
we need those. So effectively, like we are um, an older version of robots, you know. And I believe like the Earth is calling us forth to pull all these minerals out and have something that doesn't need feeding, um, that can run off the sun. Um, you know, like robots would be able to would be able to put de- um filled deserts with um, solar panels and run these robots for free. Storing this energy, and robots could work the Earth, and they could shut off in space and colonize other planets, and that's what the Earth really is trying to do. Our journey towards space isn't a journey for human humanity; it's a journey for um the Earth towards space. Now we've looked at um astronauts in space, and their cells mutate, and some the the cells return to normal when on Earth, but there are mutant cells within the body that. Um, are cancerous, you know. <clears throat> so the Earth um, isn't able to. Where, where the Earth has has no plans for releasing humanity onto another planet. I mean, we need to, we need to overcome that. We speak about going to a life on Mars, where we'd have water, we'd have this, and we'd have that. But there, if the cells are mutating outside of the Earth, then we're the chances are it's going to be robots. That's um. I'm colonizing other planets with thumbs. Uh, I mean, we could have robots that fly off into Mars and then drill into Mars with DNA. Go over to another planet, drill in the same, you know, and just let it evolve. <coughs> and, um, but the Earth is trying to impregnate other planets. That's what this is. We're at a time where the Earth is calling forth all of its energy, pulling all its resources together and making things faster and faster and faster if you think about um conveyor belts and stuff faster and faster and faster in order to reach um a point of um because there's a point of crisis happening folks and in, in a not so far future we're moving towards a point of crisis the earth is in a point of crisis just now <coughs> but only crisis in the sense that um <coughs> It's conscious through us, so it can't reject us because it's part of us. So it's um, calling us forth to produce something else. Another energy change, I mean, that energy is change, a better energy change. We're very inefficient um, in that regards. We burn fossil fuel and we gel the earth and we consume everything, so robots would need any of this. And uh, she could go on forever in an earthly paradise. She could have the robots replace us and... Um, maintainer the same way we maintainer so um yeah i was thinking about like all of this and um, i'm just going to drink some tea and it's like well <clears throat> i respect people that are speaking to deceased people um and they believe that and they're trying to help people but i, I don't believe that we should interact. i don't believe for my personal opinion i'm <clears throat> that i'm Charging people to speak to dead relatives is a very nice thing to do because it's um comes from a lack of understanding what's going on and uh, the soul and the spirit. The spirit is the essence of oneself. The soul is is an inside body. The soul, I believe, is outside body. The things that maintain the body, the environment is your soul. That is the true soul. The true spirit is the energy and the 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 willpower. The spirit is willpower. 
you know, and they as old as that. <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> so the experiences of ayahuasca and experiences of spirituality are the experiences of our connection to the earth and our connection beyond it and our connection to Brahma. We're at like this very unique position where we stand with one foot in each world, you know? There is not like, we're not going to fly off the planet into space and stay in a castle where we're, we all have our relatives, you know? That's a very old understanding of things, I believe, like, we need to talk about these things and rationalise it and go through it and um, until we have a better understanding of it, you know? <clears throat> and I... Maybe that then we won't need immortality, you know. I mean, who doesn't want to live forever? I mean, I'd love to live forever. I really would. I would um, visit the entire cosmos and um, I'd plant plants on every planet. <laughs> and it would be incredible but to have podcasts on Mars <laughs> in the year 4010. If you're listening to this in 4010, I said it first. <laughs> I've been saying it since <laughs> 2021. Podcasts on Mars would be great. I would be the first there. <laughs> but um, yeah, th- these experiences um, fascinate me. People that have had um, near-death experiences, violent experiences where they've actually died and um, they've seen these tremendous visions and People who have had alien encounters, experiences aliens and um, <clears throat> beings or fairies and stuff. I believe that we shouldn't really like disregarding anything. You know, they're, they're, we're very limited with our words because here's why. We live in a spatial world. <clears throat> the mind thinks spatially. But words are linear. Now what do we mean by linear? We mean that what A goes to B goes to C goes to D goes to E and then it goes in a straight line we can never just blah you know a few times in Alaska I've spoken a strange strange language I've heard others speaking it and I've, I've I've thought about that as well what is that you know the speaking in tongues they say and I believe like that is the language of childhood and pure um pure expression you know it's like pure pure expression and then it just spills out of it. I believe, like, words are extremely limited. There would be no way of you understanding this podcast if it was all broken up. If the words were all broken up, you would have to decipher it and write it all down and then figure it all out. So the only way we can really understand each other is in through this old linear fashion and we're trying to understand each other's opinions, we're trying to understand, you know, what do we what do we mean by the afterlife? What do we mean by God? What do we mean by universe? And it takes so long. No one were frustrated with um, our language. And I think like maybe the ancients had um, a better way of doing it. You know, it wasn't so primitive doing these pictures after all. The hieroglyphics and, you know, the, the older um, means of communication. We saw China out. Um, it's, their writing is beautiful, you know, it's more picture than write, writing. Um, but I'm, um, yeah, it's like what we were um, talking about in the previous podcast that I don't believe um, 
<clears throat> I don't believe in spiritual masters, I don't believe in gurus, I don't believe that anyone knows so more than the self and the self can't teach the self because, <laughs> well, you know, it's the self, you can only go through experiences and it's sort of like being in the wrong place at the right time, you know, where you have gone through these experiences and they've sort of found you and, um, or maybe you've uh, given up and moved past yourself the 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 idea you had of yourself as this limited soul is is what keeps us from our experiences you know and it could be that um, it's completely it's completely true that people are able to see ghosts in front of them and but that to me wouldn't make any sense because um <clears throat> the disem- I suppose disembodied consciousness could be around us because there is definitely disembodied consciousness ruling the universe as it is all one um living network. And if you look at the 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 network of the universe and then uh, uh, the way the universe uh, uh moves, interacts, um, pictures of the universe, it, it's exactly like um neurons in the brain. That's why I believe it's like a living mind, you know? I think that it's the best explanation possible that it came from um, um, the book The Cabellion by the Three Initiates. <clears throat> if you're interested in, like, um, rationalising things and trying to sort of make a um, sense of all of it, then that is, honestly, it's a wonderful book. And if you go into YouTube and you type in The Cabalion, that's The Cabalion by The Three Initiates, and listen to it, The Seven Principles, it's it's truly a beautiful um, work of art and a very beautiful, very beautiful and um, enlightening and illuminating book that um, I think is... It's sacred, you know? It's, it's truly sacred. So, um... Yeah. I'm... I'm not sure if you can hear that. There seems to be um a drilling... <laughs> but I'm not sure if that's showing up in the podcast. I'm... Yeah, so if you look on YouTube and see that, also if you go for Netflix, there's um the documentary um called um I'll find the documentary and I'll tell you about it. Um, if anyone wants to know about it, it's incredible and I'm I'm super excited that it's on and um it's made me think about. Um, all these things, it's in the top 10 on Netflix and any of it's Surviving Death. It's beautiful. It's um, stories of people that have um, been through um, death and survived. There's parts, there's stories of mediums, um, there's signs from the dead, seeing dead people, reincarnation. So it's in, in each episode's about an hour or so long 
and uh, yeah, it's incredible, especially just now with uh, COVID going on and we need more spiritual things and we need more things like this and Netflix, honestly, Netflix is incredible because they give everyone the opportunity to see things like Netflix is incredibly inexpensive way to um for entertainment and really amazing television compared to other things like Sky and stuff which you know and, and I don't even know if anyone knows about the Netflix the uh, the gentleman that did Netflix he um sold it and went back home and built the whole street where he lived and did it all up <clears throat> which is incredible you know that th- there's there's uh, companies like Netflix who charge what is it five pounds a month or something um and uh, they aren't in this for the money you know it's, but there, there's so many good things there there's another if um you're feeling stressed this is, this is um if you're feeling stressed or anxious if you're feeling trapped because of the weather and covid then um jump over to netflix if you don't have netflix jump over to youtube if you don't have youtube then i'm sorry can't help you um maybe find some, some way of getting it <laughs> i have no idea it should be online or something it may be selling it i don't know if it's exclusive to netflix but there's a wonderful pro- program with um incredible moving uh, music um and it's called moving art and it goes around the world it's all the um nature scenes in the world and animals and it's there's beautiful aerial photography and there's close-ups of death you know there is uh, the most beautiful image in it i was watching it and i hadn't even realized that it was um the image of decay and it was a strawberry and it's dying and uh it was the most beautiful image on the moving art thing. That's why I'm bringing this in as well, because there's death in it. And you see this uh, thing breaking down and breaking down, and it's truly beautiful. It's truly beautiful as it's overcome by uh, fungus. And uh, isn't fungus a truly incredible thing that it feeds off the death of um, everything else? It's and so it's such a beautiful thing. We're learning now, and I think like during this COVID, we've learned to... I know I have. I'm learned to respect uh the these tiny, tiny, tiny little things, microscopic things, because um they're truly in charge of the planet, aren't they? They they really are in charge of the planet. Um, yeah. So, what's your thoughts? Do you believe like we can communicate with our dead and um? Has anyone had any experience with this? I'd, I'd really like to know because um, <clears throat> I think it's important to broaden your um horizon of knowledge. You know, I personally isn't something I believe, but I'm willing to be convinced and I'm willing to listen to it. That's why I watch these programs. I like to hear other people's opinions that aren't my own because it challenges things I believe in and education is is um better than ignorance isn't it so um yeah we are now at half past 12 moving into the next day and i'm it's been great it's been great it's been great and i will see you all in the next episode take care of yourself guys relax stay indoors stay safe and um be blessed This is Kitsune saying off.